0: Hello friends and welcome to the Point of Hope podcast. Today is another installment in our series called Kingdom Principles. My name is Steve and this broadcast is brought to you by the Point of Hope Apostolic Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, where brighter days begin. Leading our study today is the senior pastor at Point of Hope, Mr. Stephen Gossage.
1: Pastor, welcome. What can you teach us today? Oh sorry, I came in too early. Hello Steve, (laughs) thank you. I'm so glad to be with you. I love talking about the Word of God. We are in our Kingdom Principles uh, series, and uh, last episode we were talking about faith. I'd like to continue on, since I left you with a cliffhanger. Don't, don't, do Our text is found in Hebrews chapter 11, 1 through 6, verse 6 of that, Hebrews 11 says, "...but without faith it's impossible to please Him." For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And we discussed a lot of things, and that is for you uh, if you want to or if you haven't already. You ought to go back and do the last episode before this one because we talked very uh, uh, in depth about three things about what number one, what faith is, and the th- the three things of the five that faith does in a believer. So we know that in number one, we discussed this, that faith, what it does is that it pleases God. Number two is that it saves people. Number three, that it sanctifies the believer. We know that, uh, as we talked about, sanctification is a necessary work of the grace of God. Because Isaiah 64 and 6 says that we are all as an unclean thing and our righteousness are as filthy Rags. So I'd like to go and continue on, Steve, sure. about uh, number four and five of the five things that faith does in a believer. Let's jump right into it. Number four, it overcomes the world. 1 John 5 and 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And so since the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, according to 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, We've got to fight the wicked one. That's Satan with spiritual weapons. And one of these spiritual weapons is faith. So let us not feel that we're outmanned and outgunned by the enemy. And I really don't like how that Hollywood portrays that it's a nip and tuck battle. It's a—it's one day heaven wins and the next thing hell wins. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a battle. No, 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 no. Heaven already won at Calvary. Yep. It's over. It's just now whatever victory that we allow Satan to have, it's in our weaknesses. Or in this instance, apropos to our conversations, is when we have a lack of faith. Well, and for me, it's like he's, uh,
0: he's trashing the place on his way out. Sure. It's over. He's been evicted from the apartment, so he's going to go ahead and punch a bunch of holes in the wall and yeah. leave a bunch of trash everywhere. Yeah, what a jerk.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. So our weapons are mighty through God, the Bible says, to the pulling down of strongholds. Faith overcomes the world because it's a key to God's arsenal. It opens it up. In other words, it gives us access to that. And and God's arsenal is stocked with weapons that are far superior than anything that hell could ever produce or imagine. And with God, this almighty that we serve, his arsenal on our side, there's no reason why we can't overcome the world. And that we can't have faith in God. Because faith not only opens God's arsenal, but faith also calls upon the Almighty to fight for us. And that's even better. All right. So, number four, faith does for us, the believer, it overcomes the world. And then finally, the segue is you've already heard it. Number five, it defeats the devil. And uh, having, growing up in the 80s, when, and I know wrestling is big now too. But I always used to say this as a kid because it just made me laugh. And I like to make myself laugh sometimes, even when no one else is laughed. <laughs> I'd always think about God, about him coming off the top rope with the people's elbow and giving it to the devil. Now, I know that's performance-related wrestling. <laughs> but this is true. God beat him already. Oh, yeah. And he came off the proverbial top rope. And he's been body slammed, and he's done. It's over. it's over. And he's just trying to trash the place on his way out. Yeah. Revelation chapter 12, verses ten, eleven. See, this is not a normal podcast, by the way, just so <laughs> you know. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Oh, and I love this. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. That's the devil which accused them before our God day and night. Do you imagine? He is up there right now accusing you and I to God saying, look at Steve. Look at how bad they are. And the Bible says, ready? And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. So from the beginning, the devil has been the enemy of righteousness and everything that's good and wholesome. Lucifer, who became known as Satan and the devil, and no Sloughfoot foot, no knucklehead, however you want to address him, he rebelled against God, and the Lord expelled him from heaven. I like what some old-timer said years ago, said he couldn't even be, couldn't be, the, couldn't even be saved even when there was no devil. Mm-hmm. That's how weak he is. So it's promised in Revelations 12, 10, and 11. We'll defeat Satan by the blood of the Lamb. And our faith will play a significant role in defeating Satan. So you and I as believers must place our faith in the shed blood of Christ. And by that blood, we overcome the wicked one. So we know what faith does. How do we get it? How do we get faith? Well, since we cannot please God without faith, it's imperative we know how we obtain faith. I think that's pretty easy yeah. to come to that understanding because we can't be saved without faith because it's the object of our greatest quest, so therefore I believe in this podcast I want to I believe it's necessary, Steve, that we know how to get faith, and it's two ways how we get faith. number one, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God Romans ten seventeen I'll read it, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. A primary source of faith is the Word of God. Hearing the Word of God inspires faith. That's why preaching is important. Teaching is important. That's why you need to hear it taught to you. When we hear the promises of God, it's made to all of us that believe it it causes faith to be born in our hearts. When we hear things like the account of how God supplied the needs of His people and fought for them, it should generate a faith in us that he will fight for us and that he will supply our needs.
0: So as a question, mm-hmm. I, have, I have a dear friend that I've known for a long time, and he's uh, he's, a, uh, he's he has faith. You know, he's a believer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, he doesn't believe in the way that we believe, certainly, uh, but he's on a journey for sure. And he said to me the last time we were together that... He doesn't feel like he needs to be in church to have a relationship with God. Oh, goodness. So does that speak to that?
1: I mean, what do you say to well, somebody? Absolutely. Well, how can you believe God? We've, we, that's exactly what we're teaching about. I and mean, it's in the world. Faith pleases God. All right, what brings faith? Hearing the word of God. Part of that is hearing it. You know, I don't know about you, if you've ever been to a sporting event or an event to where they either live stream it or being there such as it was when we went through to twenty twenty and all of that stuff with regards to uh covid nineteen and as a church, we had to stream our services online and I have to tell you. It was good because it, could, it did what only it could do, and it was served as a, a, a weak substitution. A bridge, really. Right, yeah. but there's nothing like being in the presence of God and hearing it taught in an anointed fashion. Yes, you can watch it, and yes, you can get some intrinsic value from that, and I believe if they're anointed, the anointed will come across your listening or watching device and can touch you. Absolutely, because that's how great God is. Yeah, we're not limiting God with that at all. Right. However, there's no comparison. It's apples and uh mountaintops. There's no there's no similarities there. From being at a place to watching it online. And so in other words, I don't know if you watched it, but the point is if you've ever been to a a sporting event or watched it, watch it. You can watch it and you can do other things and you can casually be connected to it. But when you're there, you're in it. Yeah. So so you're not on your phone playing a game right. while it's going and on. The kids aren't screaming and, right. and all that. And so let's just our friend out there, please, you need to find you a house of God and find the anointed man of God that preaches absolute truth to you because you can't be saved without faith. And faith comes by the hearing hearing of the word of God.
0: Amen.
1: So God's word, therefore, is the past record that becomes our promise of a future reward. So because it's God's word, it's a true record that becomes our promise of a future reward. So I just want us to understand that. It's a true record. We can have faith in its promises. So number one, we get faith by the hearing, the word of the uh, the word of God. The second place we get faith is that faith is a gift of God. Ephesians 2 and 8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Romans 12 and 3 says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So Steve, faith is not a natural attribute that you and I have. Sure, It is not a personality trait. Faith is a gift directly from God. Now, understand that every man has been given a measure of faith, but by and large, when i'm talking about faith and i know you don't need a whole lot you can just use what you all that's true use what you got however faith is not a trait that you just have faith is a gift directly from god and how gifts come i've already referenced it already in past episodes how you please god mm-hmm. faith pleases god so if you want more faith you got to get more god yep. it's just that simple it's, it's uh, a spiritual attribute from which everyone that is born again receives. But it doesn't come just intrinsically through birth or anything like that. Yeah. It's only transferable, and it's transferred by the Spirit of God. So that no one should have an excuse in judgment. That's why. Because God gives to every person a little bit of faith. It's not a lot. It's enough. We know. And I've heard this question, how could God have required faith for salvation without first giving mankind an initial amount of faith. Well, he did. So do you you see the difference? That's the difference between what we're talking about. So think about this. Simply put, God doesn't require something that is beyond the reach of mankind. Sure. So you've been given a measure of faith, but that doesn't have to be all you have. All right? Salvation depends on what we do with the measure of faith, having it and doing it as we've said you got to do something with it. If we do nothing with it, it stands to testify against us in judgment. That's what faith will do. For with faith, we have an entity that will activate the next step in the process of establishing a redemptive relationship with God. So it starts there. So that's the two places that we get faith. We get it from hearing the word of God, and we get it through the gift mm-hmm. of God. Now, who has Faith. Well, not all have faith. I've referenced that already. I'm talking about, the, the by and large, the big faith here. Not all have faith, and I'm sorry to tell us that. Luke 18 and 8 says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? 2 Thessalonians 3 and 2, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. So although God has dealt to every person the capacity for faith, that's what I'm trying to say. Not, an individual, not all individuals have active faith. Mm. I believe people, believers, have dormancy in their faith. The reason is that their doubt cancels their faith. Faith is wonderful. Faith is powerful. But doubt neutralizes our faith's effectiveness and I believe it's possible to have faith and doubt at the same time. I,
0: uh, that's true. That's true. Well, I think one of the devil's weapons is doubt. I mean all the time.
1: Well, there's scriptural precedents for that for everybody that that stop listening. Let me don't don't stop yet. Listen. <laughs> I've got scriptural precedent. Mark chapter 9, especially verse 24. This unnamed father who brought his diseased son to Jesus, said, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. So as believers, we should do everything we can to rid our mind of negative thoughts because these kinds of thoughts, obviously, they engender doubt. Jesus said in Luke 12 and 29, Neither be ye doubtful mind, for a doubtful mind neuters faith and will not let it produce results. So we know that everybody does not have faith. Well, I lost my notes here, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. So we know everybody doesn't have faith. That's all right. I'm really not going by the notes, but I can tell you this. Not everybody has faith. However, that the people of God have faith, Yes, and that's you if you want it. So as previously stated, what we talked about, the people of God are believers in God, which reveals that they must have faith because you can't come to God unless you have faith, right? That you're a believer of him, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, Hebrews 11 and 6. His people, you and I, believe his promises are true, and that's 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. Hebrews 11 and 2 said, The writer said, For by faith the elders obtained a good report. That same chapter we read previously that it provides a brief summary of all the exploits of God's people who had faith, people like Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, and Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, and Israel, and Rahab. Furthermore, Hebrews 11.32 mentions six more heroes of faith, including David. So quite simply, people of God have faith. People that have a relationship with God have faith because faith is necessary to obtain salvation it's vital to the maintenance of one's salvation if god has filled you with the holy ghost you should have have should have had a an injection as it were of great faith you believe god because something miraculous has happened because you are speaking you have spoke in another language and you should be doing that on a continual continual basis so everything we do in our service to him is of faith. It's about faith. We, we love people in faith. We uh, evangelize in faith. We teach and preach in faith. We worship in faith. So if we're to become and to continue to be the people of God, we must simply have faith. So not everybody has it, number one. If you're a believer that's infilled with the Holy Ghost, you get it. Mm-hmm. But don't you know, Steve, everybody's called to have faith. And this is going to be my last points before I finish this uh, episode. So we've all been given a measure of faith. However, God is calling everyone to do something with their faith because we've already established umpteen times that you got to have faith and you got to do something with it. God didn't give faith to everyone so he can just witness to them in judgment. No, he gave faith so individuals would have the opportunity to turn to a loving waiting God and so that we could embrace him and him us and we embrace his word and begin a life relationship with him. So God has called everyone in the world. That means white, black, red, yellow, brown, Rich, poor, skinny, ugly, fat, long hair, short hair. Man, woman. Man, woman. Only. Man, woman only, (laughs) certainly. He's called every one of us to have a relationship with him. So an individual can respond to God with the faith he's received already and begin to take the initial steps of faith toward relationship with the Lord God Almighty. Let me just tell you something. For those of you that go, I don't have faith. I don't know what he's talking about. I will say to you, if you've ever felt, if you're not a believer and you've ever felt like there's got to be something else out there, that's your faith. That's your faith telling you there's something else. There's an all-seeing eye watching you. There's a, there's a voice that just keeps talking to you. That's your faith, that's what's been given to you. That's, that's not just you're not crazy it's because you know there's something more why you were created and every one of us comes to that point somewhere along the line. Romans chapter 2 12 and 12 through 15 says, "For as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without law, and as many have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. for not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified." For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts the mean, while accusing or else accusing one another." What are you saying? I'm saying that a person in faith, as they begin to respond to the call of God, God will begin to work within that individual's heart. It's said like this, if you take one step towards God, I believe he'll take the next nine towards you. Oh yeah. You've got to start it though. You've got to have the faith. And I'm even talking about your miracle. I'm even talking about your financial blessing. Whatever it is, whatever you need, you've got to make that step moving towards God. And this is this has been my candy stick lately and I heard this a long time ago and it's just really true today. We have to stop trying to get God to do what we're doing, and we have to change ourselves to get to do, start doing what he's trying to get done. In other words, God, I need you to do this or that, this or that. I need for this to come. I need for that to be taken. And God doesn't do that because God is sovereign, and he doesn't act on the whims of people Mm. that only want him for what they can receive. In other words, they're looking for God's hands rather than God's face. But faith, what faith does, it draws us to God. It gets us closer to Him, and it becomes the basis, and it becomes the beginning of redemption in our lives. So finally, I'll say this, through faith, if we'll continue to respond to the drawing of the Spirit through repentance through water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and receiving the holy ghost with the evidence the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues that is what i'm saying that is faith and all of these are only the beginning to the life of faith a life to which god is calling every one of us to be a part of
0: that's amazing that's all the time we have for the study today I pray this was a blessing for you and that you will join us as we continue to study God's Word. Please follow us on our various platforms so you won't miss an episode of this exciting series. Thank you for listening.